from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, author of the brand new book, Breaking Free from Broke, is my co-host today. This hour is a Baby Steps Millionaire's theme hour. If you don't know what that is, several years ago, we started taking calls from people who are actual millionaires or greater and asking them things about their life so that you could actually parallel them and be one of them and put aside all the mythology that is out there about wealth in America today. Number one myth that's out there that the hope stealers out there, the, oh, the characters, the lefty crazy communists say is you can't become wealthy in America today because all wealth is inherited. Lie number one. Lie number two. All wealthy people are crooks. That's how they got their money. Lie number three. All wealthy people are famous entertainers, sports figures, rock stars, etc. Lie number three. Lie number four. They are brilliant. All millionaires have... 4.2 GPAs, they're all rocket scientists. Nope. We will prove that to you today by talking to real millionaires, and I've done that for many, many years now. That led us into doing what became the uh, largest study of millionaires ever done in North America. We did it at Ramsey Research with outside research firms looking over our shoulder to make sure there was no confirmation bias, make sure that our research methodology was accurate and perfect because we knew you lefties out there wouldn't go along with it. And cause you wanted to say that America is, uh, the dream is dead and that you can't win. The little men can't get ahead. There's systemic problems with the economy and all that bull crap that some of you peddle out there. And so we knew that that would come up and that you would accuse our research of being inaccurate. And so the air, the research methodology is airtight and double checked double checked That's good. Double checked. And, um, so if you don't agree with the actual conclusions of studying 10,167 millionaires, you're what's known as wrong. And we're going to unpack some of that for you and talk to real millionaires today. And we have to start with a basic definition because I heard a United States Congresswoman the oh, other no. day. God, people are dumb. How do you even elect these people? She says, he's not a millionaire. He doesn't make a million dollars a year. Oh, God. Yikes. This is a congressman. Unbelievable. How in the world did you get out of the sixth grade? Who voted for these people? People that didn't get out of the sixth grade. Oh, my gosh. So let me, the definition of a millionaire is not a feeling. It's not a moral construct. It's a math thing, and it has nothing to do with your income. A millionaire is someone who has a net worth of a millionaire, of a million dollars. A net worth is assets minus liabilities equals your net worth. Some of you have a negative net worth because you owe more than you own. But a millionaire has at least $1 million in the bottom right-hand corner of the spreadsheet when you take what you own minus what you owe, regardless of your income. You can make a million dollars a year and not be a millionaire because you spend $2 million a year like you're in Congress. There you go. So that, that that's the whole thing. So we've got to, you know, 
That's what a millionaire is. If you are an actual millionaire, we don't care how you got your money, whether you inherited it, maybe you were a crook, maybe you're a, a famous person, um, maybe you have a 4.2 GPA. I don't care if you got if you won it in the lottery. If you're a millionaire and your net worth, what you own minus what you owe is greater than a million dollars, we want to talk to you this hour. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Our first millionaire is Erica in Austin, Texas. Erica, what is your net worth? Hi, Dave. My net worth is just north of a million dollars. Right at a million. Perfect. Give me a little breakdown in that. How does that break yeah. out by category? So I would say 80% of that is in um, real estate. We have two rental properties, okay. and about 20% of that would be in cash investments, 401k, Roth, that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. How old are you? I'm 36, and my husband is 38. Ooh, did this young. How much of this $1 million did you inherit? Zero. Zero. Okay. And what has been the range of your working income? You started working in your early 20s. What's the worst year and the best year of your income? Oh, I mean, if we're going all the way back, probably 65 early in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, the last five years, our average together has been anywhere from 280 to 340. Okay, perfect. All right. And uh, what's your career? What do you do? Uh, We are both technical recruiters. Ah, very good. Very good. Great career field right now. What, you get degrees? You got four-year degrees? Um, So I have a bachelor's and a master's in HR, and my husband has no degrees. Okay. What was your GPA? I want to say, I don't remember exactly, but it was probably around 3.5. Perfect. Okay, good. All right. Um. Well, you did this quick. <laughs> I mean, what do you attribute this to? How do you how do you become a millionaire by the time you're 36? What do you what do you blame it on? Um, a little bit of luck in the real estate market and just kind of buying young and, and buying modest. Mm. Um, and then those real estate properties growing over time. And then every time we um, moved out, we just rented the house and and we had the equity from RSUs from uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. and from other tech companies to kind of invest in new properties. But we've always lived, you know, very modestly in terms of our mortgages that we were um, taking out. So. And your overall lifestyle, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You piled up some good definitely. cash here. This is good. Because you've not been making 240 for that long. No. Or 280. No. Yeah. We, yeah, I would say in the last, like, five or so years, we've we've definitely stepped up our income. And we also work part-time jobs in the evening to, to supplement some, some things. And I wish I would have known about the baby steps a little bit earlier in my twenties. And we're kind of going back and working the steps as we go. We paid off the truck last year. We're going to pay off my car this year in a few months and then really hit the investment piece hard and, and start, um, uh, you know, working the full steps, I would say. Way to go. Well, what would you tell, you know, that person who's in their late 20s, early 30s, who's like, how do I actually become a millionaire and not wait till I'm 60? Because you guys did it. Yeah, I would say max out that Roth and 401k from the minute you enter the workforce. Um, invest as much as you possibly can and live modestly. Live on less than you make. Invest yeah. in retirement yeah. accounts. Way to go. Yeah. Four, four times I heard her say live modestly. Yeah. She said that a lot. She, you said that a lot, Erica. I'm proud of you. Way to go, hero. Very well done. Millionaire at 36. First case in point. How much did they inherit? 
Zero. Zero. How much of did they steal from other people? None. Did they have a 4.2? No. Not they, doctors, not lawyers, not athletes. Do they play in the NFL? No. Do they play in a rock band? No. Maybe on the weekends. There you go. This is the Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. We're taking calls from real millionaires, people who did it, not your broke brother-in-law who votes wrong. This is the phone number, 888-825-5225. We want to learn from you how it is really done if you're a real millionaire or greater. A millionaire, again, George, George was saying at the break that people were saying you're not a millionaire because you count your house in, on, on YouTube comments, which is proof that people's parents are cousins that are in the YouTube comments. Well, they like to form their own definitions, Dave. That's all it is. They're redefining millionaire. Yeah, like people redefine recession if they don't want there to be one. Yeah. So That's one way to do it. Let me help you with this. House is an asset. It counts in the formula. This is a an accounting definition. If you take an accounting class and you learn about balance sheets and net worth, this is not something you get to make up based on your little hurt butt feelings. It's not a moral construct. If you have antique cars that are assets that are worth $400,000, that counts towards your net worth. I don't care if you like antique cars. I don't care if you think they don't run well. None of this comes up in the discussion, moron. The actual thing is a definition. God, that's aggravating, George. Oh, trust me, I know, Dave. And they say, well, he'd have to he'd have to sell the house, and it's all illiquid assets, so it doesn't count. I'm like, do you not know the definition of an asset? Wow. Here's the other one, Dave, I get on the YouTube comments. Well, he's not a millionaire because it's him and his wife, and so if they divorce, then he would get he would be half a millionaire. And I'm like, I don't know how to. You people, you really don't want to win. You want to just figure out a way to lose. And co- so everybody, you have to, you, you know, let's figure out how we can be a loser. I want to, I want to, I'm going to figure out a definition where I get to be a loser and it's okay. And the faceless YouTube commenter with no profile picture with username one, four, five, eight, seven, you know, that's what keeps me up at night. Dave is that, is that troll behind the comment going, how do I just get through to this idiot? I don't think there's a way I I see the difference is you actually read those. Okay. God help you, George. Why do you it's, do that? It gives me fuel, Dave. It doesn't give me fuel. It gives me indigestion. <laughs> Dave is in Indianapolis. Dave, what is your net worth? Hey, Dave. Uh, my wife and I have accumulated $3.2 million. All right. So $1.6 for you. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. And give me a little breakdown in that three point two. Sure. So in IRAs, traditional and Roth, uh, that is at two point four million. Wow. Uh, but most of that has come from four hundred one k rollovers from mm-hmm. previous jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
It's got some in brokerage account, about 192, mm-hmm. uh, 210 in cash, and our house is worth 345, and then we got uh, 53,000 in a 529 fund. Way to go! How old are you? I'm 60. Good. How much of this did you inherit? Uh, well, actually, two years ago, I got two hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Were you already a millionaire then? Oh yeah. Okay. So you did not become a millionaire because of an inheritance. Just to be clear. That is clear. Okay. All right. I'm just asking. I'm going to make sure. Okay. Now, so the income range, your best year working income and your worst year. Uh, for our household, it would have been 70 for our worst and uh, about 180 for the best. Cool. All right. And what do y'all do for a living? What was your career or is your career? I was in uh, healthcare. Both of us are. I was a uh, radiation therapist, and she is in healthcare administration. Okay. Four-year degree? Uh, mine's a four-year degree, and hers is a master's. Okay. All right. And what was your GPA? I was a 3.8, and she had a 3.5. Awesome. Very cool. All right. So if you're t- talking to somebody, and you are, that is 30, half your age, can they still become three point have a net worth of three point two million at age sixty? And if they can, what would you tell them to do? Oh my gosh, yeah, they can. First of all, uh, you gotta live way below your means. The second thing is stay the heck out of debt. You gotta stay out of debt and kind of distinguish between your wants and your needs. And uh the third thing I would say is you start taking advantage of your work 401k started doing that as early as possible. And, uh, the other thing I did was once I hit 50, I took, you know, that extra you could put in as a catch up. And, uh, I just put as much into the 401ks as I possibly could. Way to go. Excellent. Excellent. Good work. So are you guys TV people or book people? You watch TV at night uh, or read books? Well, my wife is a book person. I, I'm neither one. I hate to say it. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. Good. Good stuff. All right. What, what kind of car do you drive? Me? I got a 2012 Honda Civic. Wow. What's she drive? And my wife has 2012 uh, Kia Soul. Okay. And your net worth 3.2 million. Just to remind the listeners out there what you said earlier. Okay. Driving 12 year old. Very reasonable used cars absolutely amazing way to go hero proud of you man thanks for calling in i love it luke is in seattle luke what's your net worth hi dave uh, our net worth is 1.1 million very cool all right give me a little breakdown on that by category uh most of it's in retirement so 401k uh, two roth iras in mutual funds uh, that's about four hundred and seventy-three thousand. um next is home equity we've got about three hundred and nine thousand in the house and uh, short-term taxable savings kind of for goals uh, here coming up in the future. It's mostly just cash or cash equivalents like treasury bills, I-bonds. Um, it's about $170,000. Uh, we've got an HSA in mutual funds, about 51000 And uh, two paid-for vehicles at a uh, little less than 46000 And then a little bit of cash and checking and emergency fund. How old are you? Uh, I'm 34 and my wife is 31. Ooh, getting young millionaires today. So how much of this 1.1 net worth did you inherit? Uh, zero. Zero. Okay. What was your best working year back in your 20s and or, or lately and your worst working year 
income-wise since you started working? Uh, almost 12 years ago, right out of college, uh, my worst working year, I was taking home about uh, 1200 to $1,500 a month, and um, all the way up to about 400000 now. Whoa, okay. What do you do for a living? I'm a captain for a major U.S. airline. Okay, so you fly jets. Okay, cool. And what about your wife? Uh, she's uh, She volunteers here okay. at uh, home in our community, mainly through our church. Okay, cool. You, and you said you've got a four-year degree in avionics or what? Uh, in, in flight technology, yes, a four-year bachelor degree. And what was your uh, GPA? About 3.6. All right, very cool. All right. So how long have you been making serious bank like this? Uh, mainly the later 20s. Later 20s, early 30s. Uh, okay. The first few years were, were really lean. But most of yours is sitting in retirement and into a home. So you started that early, didn't you? Correct. Yes. In the early 20s. Yeah. When you weren't making any money. And, yep. then, and then you go from there. Okay. Because I guess what I'm trying to figure out, I'm looking at the math. I'm thinking through the curve here on it. it, it you're not a millionaire because you make 400 because that's not happened long enough to cause this to be here. Is that, am I right? That's correct. It is all due to compound interest and starting early. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if, um, wow. Okay. All right. Cool. Do you know, Hey, let me ask you this uh, side plan has nothing to do with anything. Uh, a starting pilot straight out of college right now, or straight out of flight school. Um, like they're flying regionals, right? Yes. What are they making these days? Uh, quite a bit more than they were making five or ten years ago. I would say maybe somewhere in the vicinity of uh, sixty to a hundred thousand. Okay, I told a kid sixty the other day, so I wasn't too far off. That's why I was just checking myself. All right, good job, man. Way to go, young millionaire. I like 34 it. Thirty-four years old. We're seeing a theme here, Dave. Hey, I got two in a row, or two, two, two of them that are youngsters. I like it. Giving everybody hope. That's what this is. It's facts. You know, facts have a way of cutting through all the garbage out there. This is the Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. George Camel, Ramsey personality, author of the brand new book, Breaking Free from Broke, is my co-host. This is a Baby Steps Millionaires theme hour where we talk to real millionaires and ask them about their lives so that you can compare and say, gosh, I could do that and give you hope because you can do that. The four biggest lies told about millionaires is they inherited their money. They are crooks. They are famous entertainers, rock stars, or sports figures. 
they have unusually high intellect, like a 4.2 GPA. So let's deal with the last three. Uh, high GPA, not true. The data tells us the average millionaire has a 3.0. Um, the real estate that I'm sitting in is worth somewhere around $600 million. This one campus, it's paid for with a zero debt. So that would be part of my personal net worth. My personal GPA is a 2.97, um, three one hundredths short of a 3.0, which so still close. pisses me off 40 years later. Can we there, redo th- this? There Dave? might have been beer involved, but yeah. I think it's increased um, since then. Yeah. So anyway, like IQ, does it just, go up over time? No, you can't, you can't fix it. It's just, it's like a, it's like a bad tattoo. You're stuck with it. Ugh. So, um, yeah. So 3.0 is the average millionaire net or GPA. We don't find many that get a 1.2. I mean, you can't really be stupid or dumb and do this. I mean, you, you know, they do have good intellect and generally or work hard enough to get a grade. Right. But they're not prodigies and geniuses. No. 1%. One percent of the sixteen million millionaires in America are uh, public figures that you would know their name. One but out of a hundred. One out of a hundred. They are sports figures, rock stars, country music stars, whatever. You know, uh, actors out of Los Angeles or whatever. Um, but honestly, people in the limelight are uh, notorious for being. Uh, we work with them for being on one end of the spectrum or the other. They're either common sense very careful, got a good business mind, or they're dumber than a rock when it comes to their finances. And you've heard all the stories of the dumber than a rock. So they, they, may, they make TV shows out of them, and um, they've been on Sports 30 for 30 and all that kind of stuff. It's In terms of their finances, I don't mean they're personally stupid. They might be, but um, you know they're really good at picking a guitar, and it ends there. You know, I mean, that's, that's, um, that's what we run into in Nashville. I mean, I've got a bunch of friends, country music people that you guys know out there, and uh, some of them are really good business minds, and some of them, they're they're, just good musicians. Some of them, their wife can manage the checkbook. I mean, that's it, or husband, you know, it's, yeah, so, uh, yeah, bad news. So, the last one, uh, not the last one, last one we're going to talk about in this segment is their crooks. See, that's the dumbest one to me. I can understand how you'd think it takes a lot of intellect or the famous people are millionaires. That makes sense. But crooks doesn't even make sense because here's the way it works, okay? If you own a business and you screw people, you mess them over because you're a crook. Do, you, do, do your customers then tell everybody to come do business with you? No. They tell everybody to avoid that person. They're a crook. So crooks in a capitalistic society, especially where social media is there and you can jump on Instagram and say such and such a place ripped me off. Crooks have a tendency to not prosper versus prosper. You can't find enough new people to steal from that don't know any of the other people you stole from to run a business based on crooking people. It doesn't work. So that's just absolutely asinine. I mean, Madoff and Ponzi go to jail. Do not pass go. They go to jail. Now, they pull it off for a little while, but it's not sustainable wealth building. So this idea that, you know, all the people that 
ever have any money or crooks. That's just your redneck, backwoods, idiot friend who's jealous, who can't find his butt with both hands. And the only way they can describe it is, oh, they just rip everybody off. That's how they got their money. Now, you're just dumb. Okay, it doesn't work in a capitalistic society. That doesn't work. It's just easier to be jealous, Dave. You know, you know, jealousy is bad. Jealousy is I want what you have. Envy is worse than jealousy. Mm, it's Catholic, not fair. Catholics call that one of the seven deadly sins. Because envy is I don't not, I not only want what you have, but I don't think I can get it, so I don't want you to have it. So I have to tear down everything and tear you up and uh, get tall poppy syndrome the australians call it and cut down anybody who sticks their head up and that's just that's just ridiculous so it doesn't work doesn't work katie katie is in detroit katie what's your net worth hi dave um, our net worth is 1.2 million awesome give me a little breakdown by category so uh, the bulk of that is in retirement accounts, about six hundred thousand. Good. Um, our home is paid off and worth about three hundred fifty thousand. Okay. And then the remainder is in non-retirement mutual funds, um, our kids' college savings, and cash. Good. Very good. How old are you? I am thirty. Gosh, and younger. My husband is thirty-eight. Wow, way to go! How much of this one point two did you guys inherit? So I did receive a small inheritance of $20,000 when I was 17. Okay. But the rest was all us. Did you invest that and that caused this million dollars to occur or? No. <laughs> so you're not a millionaire because of inheritance or you are? No, I am not. Okay. I'm just, I just want to get from the actual person what the deal is. Okay. <laughs> and uh, your household income, your best year working and your worst year working and, and you're 30 years old. Way to go. Yeah, we're, we're, we're thrilled. We, we started out, we looked at everything combined. We've been married 10 years. Um, uh, our, our starting salaries when we first started working combined was about 130,000. Mm-hmm. And, um, now today we're making about 240. Good. Very good. And, uh, what, what is your careers? Um, I work part-time. I work in finance. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband is an engineer. Oh, good. Okay. All right. And, uh, your, your, uh, what was his GPA or do you remember? He's a smarty. His, he did have a 4.0 GPA. <laughs> good, good. Well, if he's an engineer, I hope so. I don't want the bridge to fall. Right. So there we go. Right. Right. Good. And so his degree is in engineering. Yours is in finance. Yes. Um, it's in accounting, my undergrad, and then, um, we both actually have MBAs. So excellent, excellent work. Yeah. So do you think people that are listening that are 20 and 22 years old or they're tuning in on YouTube, do you think they can do this like you did? Absolutely, yes. Why I feel do you like think the dream is not dead? What was that? Why do you think the American dream is not dead? Because I think it's it's capable of happening through hard work. I think that in the beginning of our marriage and in our early 20s, we hustled really hard. We had lots of side hustles. We we spent three years renovating our, our house top to bottom and turned a $100,000 house into a $350,000 house. And, um, you know, I think anybody, anybody can work hard and get after it. Wow. That's encouraging, especially hearing from a 30-year-old, because most of the youngsters out there that I talk to and that are commenting, they are looking at these investing traps and shortcuts. And I'm looking at your portfolio. It's largely boring, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. just retirement accounts and a, a equity in the home and some cash and college savings. There's nothing really that takes some prodigy level investing here. You didn't do any day trading or sports betting or 
store it all in gold? Nope, nope. We're in it for the marathon race. We're in it for the long haul. So just boring and, and safe investments for us. Yeah. Way to go. I'm so proud of you. Way to go, hero. George, it, there's a real low occurrence when we do these hours. Uh, we find almost no crypto. Wow. Not I've, even I've, as we've done them over the last few years. That's you know, I've actually never taught. They may exist, but I have never talked to a crypto millionaire. Interesting. I thought they were all over the place. They've been real quiet ever since they took a turn for the ever worse. Ever since it became worth zero. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. Uh, there was one. I was a GameStop guy who got who got rich off the GameStop debacle. I thought we he got one made some serious. He called. I did talk to him. He was doing that margin thing that was all over the news for a while. Mm. He did. He did get rich quick um, and got out just in time. But that wasn't crypto. That was playing margins. Yep. This is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Romans twelve two. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. Albert Schweitzer said, a good example has twice the value of good advice. This is a Baby Steps Millionaires theme hour. We are taking calls from real millionaires. The last lie that is told is that it's impossible to build wealth in America today because the wealth is already held by the wealthy families and the only way you become a millionaire is by inheritance, and that is a statistical lie. Here are the the facts are disturbing things when you believe wrong things. This is a fact, having done the largest study of millionaires in North America, 10,167 of them. Here's the number. 79% inherited zero. 5% inherited a small amount like five or ten thousand one caller this hour twenty thousand but not enough to mathematically cause them to become a millionaire if your granny leaves you five thousand you did have an inheritance but it doesn't make you a millionaire unless you live to be 200 years old okay so uh it's not an inheritance the se- the third thing is another five percent received a substantial inheritance after they were already millionaires. We also had that this hour. The guy with a $3.2 million net worth said he received $200,000 inheritance after he was already a millionaire. So he did not become a millionaire because of inherited money. So let me help you with the numbers. 79% zero, 5% small amount, 5% after they were already millionaires, 79 and 5 and 5 is 89. That's 9 out of 10 of America's millionaires are first generation rich. They are not millionaires because of inherited money. Simple. So anyone that says that is either lying or just wrong or both. It is simply not true. Okay? That that's you can't make it any plainer than that. And by the way, that matches up with 30 years of doing this and meeting people all over America that are millionaires. I kept running into them, and I ran into very few that inherited the money. And, and almost none. I mean, it's, it's less than one out of ten, or just right around one out of ten. 
And I don't care if you inherit money. That's fine. It's, it doesn't make you a bad person. We talked to a guy earlier in the show today that inherited a million one from his grandmother, and he was right. 22 years old. That's wonderful. I got no issue. That's fine. It's not a moral problem. It's just simply not a fact. And when you tell people that they can't do it and they believe you, you're, you're not only wrong, you're infecting other people's hope. And you should be ashamed of yourself stealing hope. It's awful. It, especially when you're wrong. Hello. You're wrong. You're wrong. Dial that one in for a second. Okay? Because I've got the airtight research to prove it. So, oh, by the way, too, the five top careers that came up in the study, the number one career that came up most often was engineer. Number two, accountant. Number three, teacher. Number four, uh, business executive. Number five, that attorney? lawyer. Mm. Doctors didn't even make the top five. Teachers did. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I'm a teacher and I don't make any money and I'm broke. Listen, I, I, don't, I don't, you can whine all you want to whine. It doesn't change the fact that teachers appeared as the third most likely group out of 10,000 to become a millionaire. Why is that? Because all five of those share processes. They have to use a process and become building wealth is a process. They're all five process people. Engineers use a process to build a bridge or it doesn't fall. Accountants use a process called gap, generally accepted accounting principles. There's only one way to do accounting. There's not six. You don't get to be creative about it. There's not the contemporary version and the traditional version. There's accounting. That's it. Teachers use a process for teaching. It's called a lesson plan. Okay. Business executives use a process for managing a project. And of course, lawyers use a process in front of the judge or the judge shuts them down. It's called contempt of court. Okay. So you have a process in the law that you use. These are process people. They follow a proven process like a baby steps process that we use. That's why they have a likelihood of building wealth because they're process people. So you can, you can decide to do that even if you're an artist. Even if you're not a process person, by the way, artists don't show up anywhere on any of it. And it's not because you're dumb or something like that, but you you just make up your own rules. That's part of the beauty of art. Trying to live free. You so, know, but you, you, when it comes to your money, you better be a process person, regardless of what your career field is. Kelly is in Kansas city. Kelly, what's your net worth? 3.9 million, Dave. Way to go. Give me a little breakdown on that by category. Okay, investments are at uh, 2.8 million, which mm. is retirement, Roths, Got it. Uh, mutual funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, house and cars is um, 600. Mm-hmm. And about 500 in cash and CDs. Okay, very cool. How old are you? 59. Cool. And uh, how much of this 3.9 did you inherit? We did inherit um, after our first million, but we did it here at 250,000. Okay. After you were already millionaires. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Fits what I was just talking about. All right. And Mm -hmm. your income range, best year to worst year. Uh, straight out of college, we both earned 60,000 and our best year so far is about 250. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? What's your careers? I'm a special education teacher Mm -hmm. and my husband is a manufacturer sales rep. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. High, high number of salespeople show up in this study too. Okay. Yeah. And your well, G- he also has the accounting um, degree. So you hit both. 
ah. in the top five. <laughs> okay. All right. Teacher and accountant. Yeah, both of you. Okay. Mm-hmm. G- GPA? Uh, his was a 3.4. Mm-hmm. Mine was 3.9. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. He married up. Good for him. <laughs> you think this can still be done? Can somebody still be at 59 years old and have a $4 million net worth? Absolutely. What should Absolutely. they do? Um, several things we did. Um, they have to be on the same page together, husband and wife. We've been together for 37 years. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband wanted this to be a goal, so he asked me to read your book. And about 15 years ago, we read The Total Money Makeover. Wow. And we were all on the same page together. Um, uh, staying with your budget. Uh, mm-hmm. Saving early and often. Started saving um, the first year I started teaching. Mm. So. Very good. I like that a lot. What would what advice would you give to the 25-year-old version of you? Mm. Start early and more often. What's the biggest mistake you all ever made with money? Hmm. I think it was a real estate um, agreement my husband went into. That was probably our biggest. Like an investment deal went bad? Yeah. Yeah. How much did you lose? I think it was about 100K. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's a bad one. Left a a mark. Yeah. Okay. Wow. (laughs) And yet here you sit at 60 years old, and you you read the total money makeover at 45, and are 44, and... Uh, with a five million dollar net or four million dollar net worth, and mm-hmm. so wow, way to go, hero! How's it feel? Thank you. Oh, it's it's amazing. Um, the first thing that you do when you pay off that house when you're in your forties, and it's like a weight went off your back, and um, you're very comfortable. Yeah, and then it's easy to build after that, isn't it? It's so easy after that. Yeah. yeah. Your most powerful wealth building tool is your income. We've said it for 30 years here. And she's just telling you again, folks. Way to go, Kelly. So proud of you. George, they're everywhere. From 30s to 60, a million to 4 million. And it's all real boring, but also very encouraging. Yeah. 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 Doesn't, it, Nothing flashy. There's no fancy. No fancy in there. <laughs> Makes me feel like even someone as dumb as me could do it, Dave. And I and uh, I did it. So oh, I'm wait, living you proof. already did. Yeah, you are. Amazing. Very similar stories. Way to go. I love it. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.